This is back episode five. I'm joined by my good friend Fernando Bravo. How you doing, Fernando? I'm pretty good. How are you, Nick? I'm doing great. Good. So last semester, Fernando and I uh, transferred in together, which was very nice, and we became pretty good friends relatively quickly, I'd say. Um, and now he's joining me here today. So I know you're a very faith-filled man with uh, Christianity. How has that helped you in your trek to manliness thus far? That's a good question, Nick. Um, I would say that it's definitely been been a crazy ride in terms of understanding my faith, having been born in a household that was Christian, still is Christian, going to church every Sunday, but also surrounded by not necessarily the most Christian people growing up in the public school system. So at first I would say that I was always sort of a rule follower, you know, tried to avoid avoid doing bad things, avoid lying, avoid stealing, um, avoid using bad language. And that was sort of how I lived out my faith back then uh, because I didn't really stand up for it. I didn't really stand up to people who, for example, said a, a joke, you know, about Christianity or something like that. So it was sort of like a quiet faith. So and would you say it was more of you lived some of the principles but maybe didn't quite understand like why or the reasons behind them? Yeah, definitely. I'd, okay. I'd say that's a good way to describe it. And I'd say that was up until high school, uh, towards the end of high school where I started realizing why I believed what I believed and my pursuit of making my faith my own faith really took off, you know, after I graduated high school. Is there anything in particular about um, the end of high school that kind of made you do that? Was it, oh man, I'm I'm going into the real world now. This is this is serious stuff, not just games anymore. Or was it just kind of, you know, it just kind of happened upon you? Yeah, um, I think there's a really clear difference between experience and knowledge. And growing up, you know, I would hear about how my faith would really help shape me and develop me and help develop other people. And although I knew that my value as a person, you know, it didn't come from anything else that wasn't my relationship with God. I, I still felt like my value, you know, came from, you know, like the way I dressed, the people who I hung out with. It was more of a status thing because that's that's what you learn, you know, and especially in school. Um, you know, there's there's a different cliques, there's different groups and your position in one of those groups is dependent on what you bring to the table. So I would say that it took me until after I graduated high school when I realized that, you know, my value didn't really come from those people. My value didn't really come from the amount of followers I had on social media, but it came from the fact that I was created by the same creator that everyone else was. So therefore I wasn't worth more than anyone, but I also wasn't worth less than anyone. And I had that idea growing up, but I didn't really experience it until after I graduated because in a sense, it's sort of like I had to leave that environment to fully come to realize this, this reality, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, that definitely does. It's kind of, you know, it levels the playing field in a way when, we're all the same in value because we were all created, like you said, by God. And it's not, um, you know, what do other people think about me? That gives me the value. It's, you know, am I living the way that God asks me to? That's exactly. the value. And the, the disconnect thing, I think, a sort of a side note, but I think that's very important. And I think for me especially, a lot of the benefit that comes from me going out into the wilderness or the mountains is that disconnect from the world and it just helps kind of clear your mind and bring it into a more peaceful state so that you can recognize those things like your value doesn't come from other people it comes from god which is that's great 
Yeah, definitely. I, I also think that it's important to know where your value comes from because everyone has a everyone has a soul, obviously, and all of our souls have a natural desire to be filled by something. So if that thing isn't Jesus, if that thing isn't your relationship with your creator, that thing is going to be filled by a person. It's going to be filled by a habit. It's going to be filled by materialistic things. So although that does work, you know, temporarily, it never lasts because all, the, all these things are not eternal. Mm-hmm. Um, so I also think it impacts the way that not only you view yourself, but also how you view other people. And specifically, if I could go back to high, to high school and elementary school, I would have taken my faith more seriously because as opposed to trying to fit in, I feel like as Christians, we're called to be witnesses of, of our faith. So therefore, the more the stronger we get in our faith, the more spiritually healthy we become. I feel like you, you start to create this sort of attraction towards you. That's not because of how great you are, but because of how great God and his spirit, you know, lives through you and, and how he speaks through you. So I've definitely noticed a lot of, you know, a difference in, in terms of how people treat me. And in a sense, it's sort of like as if I was something better than I really am. Mm-hmm. And I think that thing is, you know, the spirit yeah. within me. Almost like a rock that is very steady. And especially in today's world, I think people are drawn towards that because they want that that steadiness they want the fixed thing and yeah i think that's definitely god which is that's great yeah absolutely so how has your faith um helped you in relationships or how has it changed um your day-to-day life since high school when you started taking it more seriously um up until now yeah so i would say that in terms of relationships it really has impacted it because Whereas I used to encounter relationships as a sort of utilitarian mindset of what can I gain from this person, you know, because we're always thinking ahead, uh, especially with social media nowadays where they're telling you all these influencers are saying, oh, you have to like cut off all your friendships. You have to look for people who are going to who are better than you so that you can be successful and be surrounded by the people who you have to be. There is a certain truth to that, but there's also a certain truth to being compassionate, you know, and being willing to add value to other people who are not necessarily at the same level as, as you are. So I've I've approached it with an attitude of I've approached relationships with this attitude of trying to add value to other people and knowing that my value comes from my creator. So a lot of times, you know, people will read all these personal development books like I did um, read all these books about how to influence other people, like how to win friends and influence people. Uh And yeah, there's certain truths to these books. But at the same time, we have to ask ourselves what our intentions are. And I feel like for me, the, the stronger I get in my faith the less selfish my intentions are because I'm already getting what I was originally looking for in other people through God. So yeah. therefore now it's not what can I get from this person, but it's what can, how can I help them, you know, um, through my conversation, through listening to them, how can I add value to them through, uh, you know, a small compliment or acknowledging something they said uh, that maybe perhaps no one else did or, you know, di- different ways like that, being more intentional about um, relating with people in a way that makes them feel like they're valued because you know where your value comes from. So, so therefore you can share that value and not just the value, but also showing people that you love them before they even care about what you have to say. Uh, there's this, there's this guy named John Maxwell. I look up to him a lot because he's a solid Christian and he also, he's pretty much like a leadership guru. Yeah. So he talks about how people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And you know, when it comes to your faith, you know, 
what a better means to show someone that you love them than, you know, through the love of Christ. Because otherwise, you know, that your love is, I, I feel like it's not as genuine. Like, what else would it be founded on? You can't just love people to love people outside of religion, in my opinion. Um, because I don't think it's something that comes natural. And if, if that is something that you can do, I think it's because you're obtaining that love from something else. Yeah. That as long as that thing is still giving you love, you can give love. But as, it's not... But the moment that that thing stops giving you love, then all of a sudden you have nothing to give. Would you say the the love that you're giving, would you say you're like, the love is coming from God and then through you to other people? Or is it coming to you and then you give love to other people? Does that make sense? Mm, yeah. So I would say it's it's more the first thing. Okay. Or the first option where it's God loves you, but you also in your relationship with him, you start loving him. And that in itself, you know, gives you this feeling of love that it's, it's a different kind of love than, you know, a love for like Coca-Cola, like I'm drinking right now. Yeah. It, it's more of a love that, you know, it gives you peace. And mm -hmm. a lot of times you feel it and you don't know why you're feeling it, but it, but it's the spirit. Um, so that's what I would say. It's it's that love that only comes from him that you can give to other people Yeah, that you shouldn't be worried about running out of it because you're constantly getting it. It's an eternal source. If that uh -huh. makes sense. Yeah, it does. Um, so sort of like almost like you are the messenger bringing God's love to other people because you're receiving that from him. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And, and I don't approach uh, as a Christian, you know, I don't approach relationships as in like, Oh, um, what Bible verse can I tell this person? Right. Right. right I, I yeah. don't really speak scripture into my conversation. I am more intentional about, you know, living out my faith, if that makes sense. And yeah, I'm not perfect, but at the same time, I right. feel like I am really intentional about showing people what I believe through my actions instead and of not just saying like, Hey, this is what I think. Yeah. Uh, because you know, words can only go so far. I think that's really, um, an important point to think about because I think a lot of times it's easy for people to just, tell people what they think and then if that person you know doesn't want to accept it that's the end of it right but leading by example is is very important and i think that's why like looking at people like john maxwell leading by example is is great absolutely yeah um so loving others what does that like what does that look like to you <laughs> In your daily life is that like listening to people um you know reaching out to someone who maybe needs to be reached out to is having a tough day like what do you do for that yeah so um i would say that it's it involves a certain type of sacrifice um for example you know living in here on campus in simpson uh, oftentimes people need to have a conversation with someone and to be able to say, you know what, I'm going to sacrifice a couple hours of sleep so I can hear this person out. I think that's what, what love is. You know, it, it's not just uh, going up to someone and hugging them or giving them a tap on the shoulder. Uh -huh. um, it's, it's more of an expression that's sacrificial on your end and shows that person that, you know, they're worth your time that you might not have, especially here on campus. How You know, everyone's yeah. so busy. Uh, but more than anything, it's it's being willing to sacrifice your time for that person is being willing to listen because the biggest way we add value to people is not through what we say. It's not through our advice. It's by being there and showing them that we care about them. Yeah. 
And after we show them that we care, that's when they start being interested in what we have to say. Uh-huh. But oftentimes you encounter people that seem like they have life figured out. You know, they have this whole life philosophy, but you don't really feel like it's genuine because they haven't shown you that they care because I, honestly, I don't think they do care because yeah. <laughs> they don't realize it. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, so it's just acknowledging that aspect in terms of, you know, what is what is my main focus? It's not to just go out, you know, sharing all my knowledge. It's it's literally showing people that I care first. And then whoever whoever does respond to it, that's when you can show knowledge and add value to, to people that way. Uh, but I think it, it all it all comes from that mentality of so sort of like being a spread uh, a, a seed spreader, and you're spreading all these seeds through your conversations. You're spreading all these seeds by adding value to people, and your message is the way that you have the way you interact with people. That's sort of your message, uh, because you're in a sense it's like you're selling yourself. You know the way you what you have to talk about, what your goals are, um, the way you speak. That's all sort of a package that you're putting out there to people. And offering your friendship, if that makes sense. It's sort of like a seed of friendship yeah. through every conversation you have. So it's not your job. Um, and if this is, if we're talking about Christianity, it's not your job to bear the fruits of however many seeds you spread. Your job is to keep spreading seeds, keep watering those seeds by, you know, being consistent and adding value to people. And maybe you might not see the fruits, but I think that as long as you know that you're spreading seeds and watering the seeds, you know, God is going to be the one that reaps the fruits and the fruits that you reap are perhaps going to be from a different seed that someone else sowed. But it was only because you sowed these seeds and God is pretty much rewarding you for that. Right. Um, but you also want to see, you know, fruits in your life and the seeds that you sow um, in terms of people and relationships, because you don't just want to be a person that constantly adds value to other people. And those people don't don't reciprocate yeah. or they don't care. You know, like right. a lot of times they, they just want a doormat to go and leave all their problems. But like we can't be doormats. We, we have to be, you know, like a stream of water that both receives and takes. Mm-hmm. And we see that whatever we're sowing is, is bearing fruit. Yeah. Or is at least helping, you know, someone get out of a tough situation. Yeah. Yeah. It's very interesting. Um, what are you... I guess actively doing to um, pursue that further, like pursue your faith further and grow more along the trek to manliness. Yeah, so I would say initially before coming to college, I I was really into personal development. So I listened to a lot of podcasts, read a few books. And there comes a point where you realize that you can't really reach your furthest potential by yourself. You need other people to be there to challenge you, to be able to learn different abilities from and for them to be able to learn from you. Right. So what I've been more intentional about this semester and my time here at Hillsdale, because uh, I'd say last semester I was as well, is in growing in my faith and growing in growing in life, you could say, you experiencing life with other people uh-huh. and having that close circle of friends, you know, that you can talk to, that you can have these kind of conversations with where they challenge you, you challenge them. And it's not just you guys talking about your problems, but it's also, you know, setting goals Like you and I have done this a lot, you know, yeah. set goals for each other. We, I remember you talking about the idea of a podcast last semester uh-huh. and, you know, it sounded like it was something that was so far away, but here we are, yeah. you know, on the podcast and who knows wh- where we're going to be next year. Exactly. We might not even be in Hillsdale. We might be somewhere in the beach, you know, yeah. <laughs> talking about adventure or right. the forest. Cause I know you like hiking. Uh-huh. Um, but in essence, you know, that's what it is. It's, understanding that we don't necessarily have to 
pursue this journey alone. And if we want to go, this is another one of my favorite John Maxwell quotes. He says, if you want to travel fast, travel light. So, you know, travel by yourself. Uh -huh. But if you want to travel far, travel with other people. Interesting. So I, I think that that's, that's been my goal, you know, uh, in my time here. And that's going to continue to be my goal throughout my life is to not try to get to the destination fast, but to try to take as many people as I can with me. Yeah. So that when I reach the mountain, you know, I can experience that with more people. Yeah. And I mean, that's kind of like a great relate to this podcast. Absolutely. It's the trek up the mountain and it's not like uh, it's not even getting to the top. It's bringing as many people with with you as possible right which is great so would you say what you're doing right now is getting deeper in your faith making that connection with other people um adding value to others loving others but not being the doormat being like the river that you talked about i think that was a great analogy of um giving that love but also um, being able to receive it and traveling that distance exactly okay Yes. That's that's great. Well, that's awesome. Anything else? Uh, the only other thing I would say is to that that's really helped me, you know, both in my faith, but also in my personal journey is to really be intentional about stepping outside of my comfort zone. Um, for example, last semester, you know, I, we talked about this where we would take cold showers every day and it, yep. and it lasted <laughs> up until summer because once I got to Michigan, you know, it started getting cold. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. But, you know, it's a really important thing to be able to step out of your comfort zone, uh, both, you know, coming to a college that's outside of your state, um, being involved with different things that you're not necessarily the most comfortable with. These are the ways that we grow. And scripture tells us that God puts us through difficult situations so that he can form us and shape us. Yeah. So if anything, I would say, you know, em embrace the challenge, embrace, embrace life's challenges, because it is only by the means of those that we're able to grow and accomplish ourselves as men exactly and to, to not be complainers you know because a lot of people like to complain like oh i have all this going on like it's uh -huh. one thing to share what you have going on but it's another thing to approach it with an attitude of like you know i know this is hard but i know that i'm harder yep if that makes sense you yeah. know what i mean like no, it does you you have to really and, and it's not that you're better but it's that you know who stands behind you yeah as a christian yeah and that's why you know i i'm really it's something that i really try to be intentional on is that not rely on myself, but rely on the fact that I have a creator. We all have a creator, whether you believe in God or not, uh -huh. which what I'm assuming everyone or for the most part, people who are listening to this podcast have that relationship with God. So I would encourage you as men to, you know, embrace the challenge, but also grow your relationship with your creator so that you, he can help you. He can fight your battles for you. And all you're doing is basically having faith, that he's going to give you the strength you need, the wisdom you need to be able to accomplish anything and overcome anything. Yeah. Wow. That's really powerful stuff. That's great, Fernando. Thank you. Absolutely. Um, Thanks for having me. Yeah. So we'll end here with um, a poem by Mother Teresa that has become quickly one of my favorite poems. And I think it honestly very much applies to the fact that, you know, God is behind you. So do it anyway, you know. Right. And so you'll see here. People are often unreasonable, illogical, and self-centered. Forgive them anyway. If you are kind, people may accuse you of selfish ulterior motives. Be kind anyway. If you are successful, you will win some false friends and some true enemies. Succeed anyway. 
If you are honest and frank, people may cheat you. Be honest and frank anyway. What you spend years building, someone could destroy overnight. Build anyway. If you find serenity and happiness, they may be jealous. Be happy anyway. The good you do today, people will often forget tomorrow. Do good anyway. Give the world the best you have, and it may never be enough. Give the world the best you have anyway. You see, in the final analysis, it is between you and God. It was never between you and them anyway. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.